0: What's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's
2: your boy, Double H. How folk, friendly, friendly. Just trying to stay alive, stay real, stay real, stay real, stay real, stay true. Hey, everyone, it's Carl Anker.
0: We do this podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on social media Twitter at Talking Tactics, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud uh, at Talking Tactics. If you're on Spotify, follow us. If you're on an uh, Apple device, listen on Apple podcasts on your iPhone, iPad, wherever. uh Subscribe, it's free. like doesn't take that long. If you're a Patreon backer, uh, you'll get your 30 to 40 minutes of talking tactics extra whenever you feel like looking it up. Um, shout out to everybody who you know supports us in that way. It it really means a lot. Um, you guys got anything coming out this week that people should know about double H?
2: Um, well, I think you know, just you know, stay abreast of the channel. They're gonna be obviously live shows. If you haven't got some, we're just building up so of course the Europa League Final, Champions League final, last in the Bundesliga, last day in La Liga, because a lot of the final days in Bundesliga, La Liga and Syria are very exciting.
1: No, I'm all I'm all good. I'm all good this week. Uh c- subscribe to the Athletic. We're gonna have some good deals going on. So you can enjoy our entire archive throughout the season. Uh and I'll have two or three pieces with them soon. But other than that, have fun.
0: Sounds good. All right. So let's 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 get into it, I guess. Um let's start in Liverpool. Uh they came in off like the high of beating Barcelona, four nil in midweek. Which I mean, from from the Liverpool fans I saw, they thought that like maybe there was a chance that they could win the league, and all they had to do was just kind of do their job against Wolves. Which games were you guys watching?
1: Well, on Sky, you had the option of Liverpool or Manchester City. So, and then we got the quite fun thing a match the day afterwards where they edited it so it zipped from one game to the other. Mm. So for the most part, yeah, yeah. Um, so final game of the Premier League season is on a Sunday. So, you don't have to do the blackout. But uh, there was only really two games televised, which is good for me because it meant I didn't have to watch my own football team do stupid things.
0: <laughs> well, we, we will get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Cardiff, Cardiff. 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 We'll get there. So, were you watching more City or more Liverpool?
1: I was watching Liverpool because I was, I had a, I was with a Liverpool fan, Harry Sethy from the Anfield Index, uh, one of my best mates. And... Yeah, he was watching that game. He had absolutely no uh, expectation going into it. He was very much Mike. He kept saying, "You know, Wolves. Wolves is not a gimme. Wolves are a very good side. They're probably a better side to play than at least two of the top six sides at the moment." So it wouldn't be a guaranteed thing. Then, of course, Mane scores, and he's going, "Okay, good. That's what we need to do. We need to score first before City." Then Glenn Murray scores, and he's gone a little bit, you know, eyebrows raised uh and for 83 seconds he believed <laughs> i didn't for 83 seconds he believed and I, and I and i'll admit i believed as well i think there there was enough ridiculous things happening in the last 10 or so days of football in the champions league and in the europa league that for 83 seconds i did sincerely believe Liverpool might be able to pull that off but you know dread it run from it sergio agraro is going to arrive and once the Pote scored that was it. It was game over. Once it went to 2-1, it was done. And I think watching it, watching the Liverpool game and seeing how the crowd reaction, yeah, I think once it got to 2-1, once it got to 3-1 as well, I think the Liverpool the Liverpool fans were more or less like, oh, well, never mind. We can just enjoy ourselves and have a nice fun day out, which they did. Credit to Liverpool for finishing the league with 97 points. Uh, the Golden Glove Award. Two of the three players tied for Golden Boot. Uh, and only one defeat all season, and yet you still haven't won the league. <laughs> <laughs> That's brutal. I mean, I mean, is really?
2: Is, I mean, is it really brutal? I, don't, I, I don't think it is. Probably. They are
1: the best losers in Premier League history. What does that mean? Basically, <laughs> basically, basically, there are yeah, there are two other teams in Premier League history that have performed better than this Liverpool side. One of them is Manchester City last season, and then the one is Manchester City this season. It is unprecedented how good this Liverpool team is, and yet. They come away with nothing. Or maybe nothing. We'll see how the Champions League shakes out. But uh they are they are the greatest losers of all time.
0: They have more points than Mourinho 0405. Like that was ninety-five points. And people say that That's... side's better than the Invincibles because well, some people argue it, because they had more points and all that kind of stuff. Like I think they only conceded 15 or 16 goals or something like that. Liverpool have more points than that side. obviously you could contend that maybe the Premier League was better back then, so it was harder to accrue points. But still, ninety-seven points and you don't win. One loss and you don't win. Yep.
1: Yeah. And the one loss was to
0: and the one loss was to the champions. So it was to
1: Manchester City. And and in that game, and in that game, bear in mind it was what one point one inches goal line clearance from John Stones to clear it off the line. Yeah. That's it. You were you were you were an inch, a
2: literal inch away. From winning the league, I don't like how you guys are sort of making excuses for Liverpool this season. Yes, it's amazing you go to 97 points and everything. You lost the <laughs> life is about winners and losers. You're either a winner or you're a loser. They lost. There is no such thing as a great loser, you're a loser. And my thing about it is <laughs> Liverpool should have gotten a hundred points or more. You you should have Leicester <laughs> city at home. If Liverpool went with their right approach and were positive, they should have beaten a team that they'd beaten three times last season, i.e., Man City. So if they're going to attack Man City and going to replay them, they're probably beating them because Pep admitted in his documentary that he was uh, he's afraid of Klopp's team. <laughs> so a guy who said he's afraid of your team, why would you be defensive and actually sort of respect them? No, go and disrespect them. So I think there that's a very chances for Liverpool to win this title and they only have themselves to blame so to say like look at man look at how well we did only one loss who cares whether you had one loss who cares whether you had seven points you lost and you had a chance to win so you only have yourselves to blame because there were games that you should have won based on how well um your team played so you only have yourselves to blame
1: they've got a champions league final to to look forward to which they will win fair enough uh i don't want to talk about them for too much longer and let's talk about Manchester city and what may be and what may go down as one of the greatest squads in Premier League history, surely not. Back to back Premier League titles for the first time since Manchester United did it. One hundred and ninety-eight points over two seasons. Now they play what? Play thirty-eight, one thirty-two, drawn two, lost four, scored ninety-five goals, only conceded twenty-three. Like, well what, what, what do you want? What, what should we say about Manchester City here?
2: Cash, money, cars, clothes. <laughs> A lot of, no, 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 no! It is, it is an amazing achievement, one hundred percent. But I always say, can you do it with Sconthorpe as well? That's my argument. Like Pep, can you do it with Sconthorpe? That's you know. But he has spent a lot of money, and despite how amazing an achievement it is, because it is bloody amazing to get hundred points in one season, ninety-eight points the next season. That that's that's flipping amazing. You can't spend this amount of money and get knocked out by Tottenham Hotspots in the Champions League, bro. We have to look at the to- the totality of the season. They will probably end up doing the domestic treble. It is an amazing achievement what he's done in the last two seasons. But there's there's an asterisk, which is in the elite competition, you've been you've been chumps and flops and bricks. So
0: perhaps I don't know. We'd have to ask like a City or Liverpool fan like to really answer this question. You think they'd want to just swap lives for the past couple years? (laughs) We've (laughs) And, and 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 like you could give Manchester City the two Champions League finals. And maybe they win one, maybe they don't. And then you give Liverpool, who haven't won the Premier League ever, and they've won the first division, I think, in 1990 or 1989 or something like that. So they haven't won it in 30 years, essentially. They'd probably more want... What am I trying to say? Liverpool would rather have what City Uh, have, and City would rather have what Liverpool have.
1: my, My friend Jack Fitzgerald, who is a Manchester United fan, said the funniest conclusion is City win the league and Liverpool win the Champions League. So each person has what the other person wants. Yes. Um, yes yeah. To which, you know, City fans will still say, no, we still really, really care about the Premier League. But who knows? Uh, it, it's not for me to decide because I, I support either Manchester City or Liverpool. I, I, <laughs> and I, they can both enjoy their wonderful success in it. Go away.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure, like, if you talk to a Manchester City fan to have Hope's point, you want to win the Champions League. Like, that's the only thing you haven't won yet. I think
1: the interesting thing is Manchester City look more likely to win the Champions League than Liverpool look to winning the Premier League in the future. I think this Manchester City machine is going to keep going in in that incredibly depressing way that Half Hope talks about Juventus in Italy. No, no, no. no. This City side looks as if they've... What, the City side is historically one of the best defensive sides? The City squad is historically one of the best defensive ones because the way they press... And that weird thing Fernandinho does. Um, they've got the triple tap goal. And if they haven't got the triple tap goal, they've got Kevin De Bruyne. And if they haven't got Kevin De Bruyne, they've got Bernardo Silva. And if they haven't got Bernardo Silva, they've got David Silva. And if we have got David Silva, they've got Gundogan. And if they haven't got Gundogan, they've got Phil Foden. Like there is too many cogs in this, like juggernaut of a machine that leads a number of football fans, not just Liverpool fans, to think this is it. This is the beginning of a dynasty. This is, this is not just back-to-back Premier League trophies but three, four, five. I don't think that's going to happen but I think I think City fans are a lot more confident about the fact that okay we've won a Premier League and then next season we can win the Champions League as opposed to what Liverpool fans are doing right now is we're in a Champions League final and maybe we can win the Premier League next year. Of course you know the joke is Liverpool fans think next year is always their year but uh, there, there is something, there's a grim foreboding to this Manchester City side because where is the weakness? Kevin De Bruyne only played eleven, only started eleven games this season, and they won the Premier League with ninety-eight points. Benjamin Mendy only got ten only got ten games. Zinchenko played a number of games for City. Fernandinho was out for a blip, and even then, the machine kept on trucking. There is a like the Leicester City game where Vincent Company is like is shaping to shoot, and he's like, "I shouldn't shoot from here. I shouldn't shoot from here. Oh, what the hell!" And just hits it, and it goes in. You just like, oh man. City is, is might be here for a long, long, long time.
0: Company, he, he doesn't have that much longer. Aguero can't play that much longer. And Silver as well. So you're going to lose kind of the core of that old city that was because they're all in their you know, mid-30s at this point. If if, if I could learn, like, is Stones going to come in and slot in and do what Company does? Is Jesus good enough to come in and do what Aguero does?
1: I think the worrying thing is even if they don't, they can Just buy, buy. someone else. They're covered in defense. Company doesn't have to start another game for City company can go upstairs and do his nice ambassador job they've got enough between laporte um otamendi and stones and possibly someone in their academy to to do that that'll be fine like the big one is fernandinho but even then fernand City the apparently been in for this gentleman rodrigo from Sporting lisbon and they still have Gundogan, bernardo silver kevin the Bruyne. that's the thing they're stacked yes city have a lot of money to bring it back to what hope said City have a lot of money but they've spent they've spent a lot of money very well Manchester City haven't made a mistake in the Champions in in like the transfer window since Mangala. Mangala's maybe their last mis- big mistake in a transfer window. Yeah, I, th- I was on this podcast previously talking about how Juventus have made a lot of good decisions in a row and how hard it is to do that. And um, but once you do, that's how you start winning three or four titles in a row and see you getting there. Manchester United have made a lot of mistakes in a row. And
2: now look the reason why pep was brought to man city at one hand yeah it is of course to have a um foothold on domestic affairs but you can't spend that amount of money and not even be in a champions league semi-final that's stupid you've spent too much money to not actually not be in a League semi-final and if let's say we have a scenario that he wins let's say let's say he's here for three more years and he wins it like three, four, five years in a row, but he's he never wins the Champions League. I think ultimately it would be a failure.
1: Well, I, I think he will. I, I don't I don't I think it's a lot more likely City win a Champions League than they don't. How so? Why so the when they've not even appeared in semi semifinal in three years? We know why Manchester City don't appear in semifinals. That's because Pep Guardiola overthinks games mm-hmm. and drops a bollock. And I think that he will learn. It's not because there's some sort of the the fatal flaw in City. In the Champions League quarterfinal isn't because they're they're like PSG and suffer meltdowns or isn't because it's Barcelona and they're old the the flaw is Pep Guardiola overthinks things and uh, that's something that is only going to lessen over time as he goes wait a minute hang on what am I doing rather than you know the problem Barcelona have which is we need to get rid of Coutinho and need to do this and this and this and this and this, and this. city's problem is eminently solvable in a way that leads me to believe City will win a Champions League in the next World Cup cycle.
0: Hmm. So, okay, so let's 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 project this. So over the next four years, as yeah. we kind of complained about <laughs> Bayern doing the same, PSG to an extent doing the same, Barcelona kind of doing the same in, in La Liga, and certainly Juventus, do we think that if you project the next four seasons, it could be City win three out of four, four out of four?
1: I reckon more than half. Yeah, I say I say, City are going to take three out of four Premier Leagues and one
2: Champions League by twenty twenty two. I'm not sure. I'm mean, the Champions League. I'm not because guys are going to get stronger. Which like, ones? We have been City's best chance to win the Champions League because last season um, nobody was beating Real Madrid. Like it was just destined for for them to to win it. Those three times. You know, you can't say someone's
1: destined to win it.
2: Yep, they were even, even, like Messi looked
1: destined to win it, and then <laughs> was he really? Messi said he was going to win it in August, and he looked as
2: if he was going to do it, and he got done by Trent. So, <laughs> which means that which means, like, he wasn't destined. Robert That's were not destined how destiny win. works because they have the one three, so they were destined. Ch- That's no, no, not no, how no, destiny no, like, works.
0: Like Chelsea in 2012 were destined to win it, if you look at like kind of the story. I don't know if Barcelona were destined to win it.
1: That's not. But, uh, I mean, Chelsea were more destined than Barcelona this year, but I, I, I'm a little bit. Hmm. Um. But let's let's move on. We've talked about City and Liverpool now. Let's move on to uh, obviously City won the title by beating Brighton four-one. Brighton are the big standout news. We always complain on this podcast about how news does, doesn't break on a Monday evening, but when it gets broken on a Tuesday morning. But for once, Brighton did us a solid. Chris Houghton has been uh, relieved of duty. This is trash.
2: You think it's trash? You disagree? Yeah, I disagree fully, hundred percent. What did
0: he do wrong? So he got you in the Premier League and kept you up two years. Like, it's he... not
2: trash. They shouldn't even been in the Premier League, and he's 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 overachieved with with those guys. <laughs> Ooh, I disagree.
1: For for the record, for the record, I've met Chris Hughton, and he is one of the nicest men I've ever met, and probably the nicest man in football. Wonderful, decent gentleman. Uh, does a lot of charitable work. Kick it out very much at the forefront of the anti-racism campaigns in the UK. Grade A bloke. Brighton spent 80 million in the last two transfer windows, boys. Have they sold anyone? Not enough to recruit that spending. They've spent a lot of money in the past couple of transfer windows. They have had a terrible, terrible 2019. Uh, they, are, they are worse than relegation form for, for, for the calendar year of 2019. And they only stayed up by two points against, you consider the teams that went down. Huddersfield, historically, won the worst Premier League sides of all time. Fulham, not that much better until Scott Parker got involved. Uh, And and Cardiff, which... Now, Cardiff, Cardiff's a side that doesn't deserve to play in the Premier League. Cardiff is a mid-table championship squad that's being held together by Neil Warnock's sheer force of personality. Um, Brighton should be doing a lot better than what they're doing, especially with the money they've spent and especially when you consider a number of the players that he bought, that he doesn't use. When you could look at elsewhere at the quality of of manager in, in the bottom half of the Premier League, he is one of the more upgradable managers, which is which is sad to say. If if Southampton can get Hassel Houlton from uh, Red Bull Leipzig, and West Ham can boast Pellegrini, a uh, Premier League winner, and Newcastle can have Raph Benitez, if Bournemouth can have. Eddie Howe, if Burnley can have Sean Dyke, Brighton can get a better manager.
2: Well, well, I've just heard of the news that they're going for the Swansea manager, Graham Potter.
1: He's better than good. Chris
2: Houston? Yes.
1: <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, yes. Like the, uh, and the, I think this is probably one of the best... If you read the statement that Brighton released about why they've done it, and they said, we, we very much would like to thank Chris Hewton for getting us married and keeping us up twice, but we believe that we've been in a downward trajectory of results ever since... 2019 um we wish him all the best in the future blah blah, blah. Uh, i think this is probably the best thing to do they're like right we finished 17th we need to get in a new manager a manager that can use all of the premier league quality players we spent in the last couple of transfer windows a- and someone that can release the handbrake on our football team and gonna I think the best person-
0: whoever they hire is going to be sacked by december because they don't have the loyalty of the club of like yo you kept us up So that's 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 probably why Chris Houghton stayed on is because you brought us up from the championship. So we're loyal to you in some kind of way. If you put a new manager this season and the exact same results, that manager doesn't last until the end of the season. Really
1: interesting because there's no
0: loyalty. So whoever they hire isn't going to fix this problem and they're going to be sacked and Brighton are going to be relegated next season. You mentioned Cardiff. Can we just quickly talk about uh, your team losing two deals to the Cardiff, bro?
2: That's an L. Goes, oh, man, that's an L. Bro, it's a disgrace. Back to back,
0: bro. Yo, like people were so concentrated on Cardiff? on on like Liverpool and City and whatever, but I was like, I was tuned into the United game just to see like the devastation. <laughs> i i didn't even watch the chelsea game i watched like the last 10 minutes maybe but i was just like yo what's going on with this united game like y'all were trash trash garbaggio
2: run it back run it back to, to, to carl though because remember carl did call it about this whole oligona soakshare thing and i think he may be right i think he may be right even if, even if i think the problem is deeper maybe you know getting soakshare may not have been even if i think that's okay he got results and everything, but maybe you could have made the more bolder move and be like, you know, let's just get a more experienced dude to really revamp this entire team.
0: Also, to Carl's credit, if the choice, because I laughed at you for saying this, but if the choice was Sokshir or Conte, probably should have come with Conte, Even though I think that that would be silly, So is just stupid.
1: So I'd rather go with the silly one than the stupid one. You feel me? Um... <laughs> Manchester United were terrible. We're terrible. We got mad questions on them, by the way. Now, please remember what I just said about why Chris Harton should have been sacked because he kept them above a Cardiff side. And like, what was it I just said? You can spice this in. A Cardiff side that shouldn't be in the Premier League because they're a mid-table championship side. And yet they beat Manchester United with relative ease. The goal scorer for Cardiff. Let me get his name up.
0: (laughs) We don't even know these guys' names in the APG.
1: (laughs) Nathan, Nathaniel Mendez Lang has scored more goals at Old Trafford this season than Alexis Sanchez.
2: <laughs> Sanchez, man, your boy. Right. Ches, man. Nathaniel,
1: Nathaniel Mendez Lang scored two, scored both goals in the victory for Cardiff over Manchester United. Those two goals mean he has more goals at Old Trafford than Alexis Sanchez, than the highest played player in English football, Alexis Sanchez. <laughs> right. mean, like, what is
2: wrong with me? How is it going to be sad? 400k a week. 400k (laughs) a week to be a class A brick? This is bad. This is really bad. bad. Uh, No, no, no. This is horrible. Okay. (laughs) This is horrible.
1: I got in a really interesting conversation with a friend recently. You said, Is this squad better or worse than David Moyes' one? Is this better or worse than David Moyes' one? And there is a very good argument that this is a worse season than the Moyes' season. It's, it's mm. the same amount of wins at home. It's the same amount of wins away from home. It's a similar goals conceded record as well. It's, uh, it's bad. Obviously, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has made comments about how we absolutely need to get things sorted out. We need to fix our mentality and, and we need to buck up our ideas. Um, and it's going to be a big summer ahead. There's currently Mike Phelan has been confirmed as the assistant manager for next season, which is good. makes me makes me happy you know mike feeling was alex ferguson's last assistant manager and i absolutely believe feeling was one reason why when Solskjaer was the interim they had that good manager bounce because feeling was doing a lot of good work there so that's good i'm also hearing rumors that darren fletcher could be the uh the next director of football which makes me less happy Uh, um, they're linked for a left winger from swansea who seems to be all right and all the, all the all the match highlights I'm I'm watching right now don't get suckered in
0: with the with the youtube comps bro. I'm
1: trying not to watch too many <laughs> what what I thought what I thought was really interesting was social's post match comments where he basically went look we're not in competition with Liverpool and Manchester City those two are are, are off they're they're on a different plane because the disappointing mm-hmm. thing was the, the race for top 4 so we were on a level with with Arsenal and Chelsea for a little bit and, and to a lesser extent Spurs and we came nowhere near close. And I think and he said, we need we need to get to a level because we're not as good as those teams, which, you know, I said it on this podcast and Paul said on this podcast, and he said it's not a top six, it's a top five plus Arsenal. And in actuality, <laughs> That's it's... Rude, it's That's really rude. In actuality, it's a top five plus Manchester United because you look at that top six, you look at that top half of the Premier League t- table. City are going to be fine next season. Liverpool are going to be fine next season. Chelsea will be interesting with a transfer ban. Tottenham will improve. Arsenal will be interesting because they've are going they lost Aaron Ramsey but they'll probably have 50 million and Emery will probably have more say so on what he's doing. Wolves are going to get better. Everton seem to be sorting themselves out and Leicester are going to get better. So where does that leave United? Eighth, are United are United going to kick on and push for top four or are United going to get caught in a massive melee with Wolves, Everton and Leicester City in the battle for seventh place? <laughs> <laughs> this is- this can't happen, man. This can't happen. This is Manchester United Football
0: Club. This is like the most legend. Well, I mean, you can ha- have an argument with Liverpool, but like the most legendary club in English football, man. You can't be in-, in and amongst a conversation with Wolves, Leicester City, and Everton. Like, that's just it's not it's not right.
1: Uh I've had people joke with me that um Solskjaer's gonna get sacked by Christmas. I ain't laughing no more, bro. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all
0: right, guys, guys. We have we have a couple Manchester United questions, so so we'll do it this way. Someone asked, will Ali survive till Christmas? Oh, He'll
1: make it till Christmas. He'll, He'll make it free. to at least Dep- the end. Depends He'll make it to the end. In the summer. He, yeah. <laughs> so I, they're going to give him at least 300 million to spend, which is fascinating. Um, but, but I think the matter what happens, social, unless there is an absolute catastrophe, will be, get, will be given to, until the end of the Champions League group stages.
0: Mm. Shout out to our listeners, bro, uh, for asking questions. How how long until Ali crashes and gets taken off the wheel?
1: (laughs) Well, I think. Well, this is the thing. This is the really annoying thing. Why did they hire him now? Why did they make him permanent manager after they lost? Because you guys got gas. Y'all thought y'all actually beat
0: PSG because y'all were good and not because PSG are perennial bricks. Like. This is the problem. You, you, It's the wrong measuring stick. You were beating all these mid-table clubs. I think you guys beat Spurs. And then you got PSG. And people just, you guys got delirious. Everyone went crazy. And you guys gave it to him. When you could have just kept the good thing going, kept him interim until the end of the season. And then you make the decision.
1: That's correct. That's what you should have done. Especially now that uh, Pochettino is making noises about how he might leave Spurs if they win the Champions League. They're not winning the Champions
2: League, man. So. All right. I think,
1: he, I think he's teasing, but yeah, I think I think yeah, it it, it I think. Solskjaer has until Christmas, and then some serious questions are going to be asked.
0: All right, and then this is a more constructive question from that mesh guy. Can United build a decent team with the current board slash owners in place? Right now, it seems
1: United don't have a vision that connects the boardroom to the dressing room. You are correct. Question asker. Um, the, the thing about Manchester United is they, they, they are so successful as a commercial business that there's always gonna be hundred and fifty million available to spend, which means hopefully you can spend enough money and eventually you can fluke a fourth place finish, which Manchester United have done. Right. They 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 finished fourth on the Van Halen once, uh, and then even you know, Mourinho managed to get up to second and, and Won the Europa League, like there's there is enough money in Manchester United as a business that they can get into the Champions League once or twice. The problem is this current model is not going to work, especially as City get better, as Liverpool get better, as Chelsea sort themselves out, as Tom Hosper sort themselves out, and as Arsenal will eventually sort themselves out. That Mm. the window for you can like fluking and spending your way and lucking your way into a Champions League finish gets smaller and smaller and smaller especially when, as I said, as Wolves get better, as Everton gets better, and as Leicester gets better as well. Um, Can I just Jerry's say, like, in...
0: um, that Mourinho second-place finish where he's like, it's the one of the greatest achievements of my career. I get you. I feel you, Jose. I feel you. He,
2: he has been vindicated.
0: Let's just no. Nope. I, ha- ha- I feel you, bro. Nope. I feel you, dog. Nope.
2: Nope. Nope. I feel you, dog. No, no. I refuse.
0: So, Chelsea Sorry. are the best team in London,
1: apparently. It's really weird that uh, for... You consider how for a decent chunk of the season at a halfway point this season, Tottenham Hotspur had their highest ever points total in Premier League history. Um, There were at least two or three times where they were teasing, mounting a title challenge. And in the end, they've limped across the finish line and finished fourth below a Chelsea side that the fans have chanted F sorry ball (laughs) for, for, for large chunks of the season. You know, I think what, if, I mean, Dan, this is the point where you edit in all of our predictions from the start of the season for the top four in the title race, uh, and you—I don't think any of us predicted Chelsea to finish in the top four. And lo and behold, not only did they finish in the top four, but they—they they were quite comfortable in the end. I will—I will put the clip in here. So I'm gonna be really bold and say we're gonna get City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs top four, and then United and Chelsea in fifth and sixth.
0: Wow. Okay. That's on wax.
2: City top, Liverpool second, Chelsea third, and Arsenal fourth. I'm thinking – oh, who's,
0: who's five and six?
2: Five and six. So, five is Tottenham, Tottenham sixth yeah. is United.
0: All right. Uh, I'm going to go City one, Liverpool two, Tottenham three, Chelsea
2: four. Ooh.
0: Jinxed. I'm going to go United fifth, Arsenal six. So, we're back. You know, it's interesting because all Arsenal had to do was win one game. And Spurs aren't in the top four. That's all you had to do, guys. You just have to win one game, and you're in the top four. There's no pressure on this Europa League final. It's Spurs like don't make it. So and then Spurs tough. have to win the Champions League in order to get Champions League football again. All you had to do was win one game. Very annoying. And by the way, Chelsea did this with Eden Hazard being 49% of their goal contributions.
1: They did this because Eden Hazard was 49% in the goal contribution. <laughs> 49 that's not, that's, point
0: something something.
1: That's not. Let's not devalue uh, an Hazard's contribution. Without Hazard, this Chelsea side is Europa League standard. With Hazard, they are third place in the league. Um, <laughs> there are reports in L'Equipe that Hazard to Real Madrid has been confirmed uh, and he'll go for in an 80 million deal, 80 million euro deal that will be uh, announced formally after the Europa League final. You
0: see, Carl um, and have Hope, I have a problem with this. If you're only going to get 80 million euros, which is probably somewhere in the neighbourhood of 70 million pounds, just take the L. Why not just say, look, Eden, you're under contract f- for another 12 months. We're going to keep you and you can leave free.
1: You can't keep on, on can't, unhappy dude, bro. That's it. Hope is correct. You can't keep on unhappy
2: dude because you don't know. Yeah, what but is,
1: it's, it's, a, not like, it's it's, the, it's not like he, he's
2: desperate to leave. He, he, he wants is. to leave. No, no, no. He told, no, he he told, he told Chelsea a few weeks ago that he wants to leave. That's that's He want right. to, leave, he he to leave, he leave this summer. The, in some that's just in the,
1: in the World Cup, summer, he wanted to leave then, like he's. But done. he's not the
0: type of player that's just going to cause trouble, though.
1: How do you like, know that? He, he will still play. How do you know that? You, yeah, you What do you mean? What do you mean he'll, he'll still, still play?
2: play? He'll, he'll, he'll still, still play. Very best. What did he do to Mourinho in the third season? I do down tools, man. Trust me. <laughs> he did. He, he 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 was part of the um, the, rats. the mutiny.
1: When Eden Hazard wants it, he is one of the best players in Europe. You can win a he can win a game single handedly when he wants it. You Top just said four. that he wanted to leave this summer
0: and he has his best season. So
1: Yeah, he went he, and they went, mate, give us one more and then you can go around Madrid. And lo and behold, he got you third place by playing out his skin and getting you forty nine percent. It's done. You he did the thing you begged him to do. You went, give me one more year and you can get your deal. So that's what you got. If, if you turn around and say, Actually, "If there no, was a gentleman's agreement
0: same. that we will sell you no matter what, then fine." Then, then you have to let him go, just as a as a point of principle. And I would be angry if I found out that Chelsea kept him when they said they would sell him. Like that would be trash. If there isn't an agreement, like a gentleman's handshake or what, whatever the case may be, why would you sell him under these circumstances? Because I imagine
1: Chelsea didn't know they're gonna have the transfer ban. Right, eighty million for a twenty-eight year old. Is is good business. And just because Bro. it's eight million, it's not eighty million that immediately goes into your transfer kitty fund. This is something football fans really need to understand. Ronaldo
2: I wanted two fifty five.
1: Ronaldo's was... hundred million and he's thirty-three. Sometimes they're levels, they're not levels. But let's keep moving on. You, you you got you got your third place, you got Champions League football and you got Europa League final, and uh you were chatting a lot of nonsense about that manager and you managed to get there anyway. So I think the interesting thing now is how long does Sarri stay? Because he doesn't seem like he enjoys it very much. And, and then Frank Lampard is out there.
0: Frank Lampard better stay away from this, bro. I, I can't take a sacking of Frank Lampard.
2: Like no. I, I, so, so you are a Chelsea fan. I, bro,
0: <laughs> for the last time. It's just, going to be a process. Admit, it's a process. You are like,
2: full on a Chelsea fan. Stop trying to be <laughs> all clever. Just just admit what you are. Bro.
0: No, no. I, I am. I am. But the, But here's the thing. Like, how do you let go of something that you've been in for like 20 years? You it's don't. hard. It's difficult. So, like, you have to do it gradually.
2: Accept your club with all its flaws, and nah,
0: know, I can't. I
2: can't. You can can't, talk, like... You can talk. <laughs> easy, I, no, 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 I'm no. I, I, I saw a, the celebration.
0: Good. Um, as like someone sent me the link to the YouTube of your uh celebrations when Kepa
2: saved. Mm. Like, come on, man! Like, you went crazy. No, 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 no. I <laughs> am no, no, no. I complicated. No, no, no. Okay, let me explain that. that. That, that can be explained. <laughs> I, I need this for my narrative. I always have these narratives that 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 I need. I need the hazard in one of the greatest individual season based on goals and assists to deliver Chelsea the Europa League. Then everything that I've said has 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 fully come to to pass. So I need this for my narrative. And you know how annoying it would have been if Chelsea. We're to be knocked out in the semi-final against flipping Eintracht Frankfurt. Shout out to Okocha, who plays for Frankfurt. scored the best goals for Frankfurt against your boy Oliver Kahn. But still, um, that would have been extremely <laughs> annoying if they went out against Frankfurt. And I think a Chelsea-Arsenal Europa League final is extremely exciting. That is bloody exciting. Oh, very briefly. I mean, I don't know. Look, let me just put this out there. First time ever that a league has provided all four teams that will be competing in the Champions League and UEFA Cup. What does that say about the Premier League? Best league in the world or nah. It says the Premier League has some of the best
1: coaches in the world.
0: I, I hate this narrative of oh, the Premier League is the best team uh, the best league in the world because they have four teams in the finals. If I got this correct, Liverpool won four deal against Barcelona in one of the ultimate collapses that has ever happened in the history of football, and nobody saw that coming. If I'm correct, Tottenham with the last kick of the game. IX to get in this final, if I'm correct. Yeah, uh, Chelsea needed penalties. Yep. To beat Eintracht Frankfurt uh, to get into the uh, Europa League final. I guess we could give Arsenal credit for demolishing Valencia. I believe seven three on av- on aggregate. What are those things called? Like uh, when you bet and you do like multiple bets at the same time. It starts an with an A. An accumulator. If you did an accumulator of all those things happening, what what
2: would the odds be? Long. Insane, I don't even look at the it would be
0: insane. So, it be, it's, it's, my it's, thing
2: is that the fact this that is more
0: random than it is
2: anything concrete to say the Premier League is XYZ. I don't think the Premier League is the best league. I still say that technically, it's La Liga from top to bottom. Technically, La Liga is the best league in the world, the best brand if you're looking for excitement and for marketing. It's the Premier League, sure. Premier League people who now want an argument to say that the Premier League is the best league in the world, this is an argument that they can use. You can then dispute it by saying, "Okay, look, it's about luck, these things happen. But there's never been a league that has provided all four teams competing. And my thing is that who cares how they did it? They won. Who cares whether it's a crazy collapse or last kick? They won. They beat them. And four teams from the same league are going to compete in the thing and... I don't think we may ever see that ever again. Like the, it, it came close for La Liga when I think it was Sevilla, um, Real Madrid and Atletico. But yeah, look, man, it's... Um, it's it's an it's amazing a-
0: achievement, but I'm saying you're three kicks, essentially, from having a Dutch team, a Spanish
1: team, a German team and an English team. I, I feel really bad. And I've said this before about you, you cannot use cup competitions to make grand steeping st- statements about stuff. Because cup competitions inherently rely on, on a sense of randomness, right? If if you pull it too far to, I exit the post twice in that game against Spurs, as as Hope have said. You know, even though Hope is a result is King, Mourinho, Zealot. Um It can be hard it can be hard to make grand sweeping statements based on on massive cup competitions like um there's a really good piece by jonathan wilson the guardian who basically went right in 2018 the champions league was won by real madrid and the world cup was won by france neither of those teams play what we believe is the best wall like the modern version of football there is an incongruous connection between who wins the biggest cup competitions in european football and who wins the big leagues so I don't want to do that. But what I will say is the Premier League absolutely has the best managers in the world. Southampton, the team that finished... Let, let, let me guess, they finished 13th. No, no I think no. 15th. I South- think. South- Southampton finished 16th in the Premier League table wow. and they and they took Red Bull Leipzig's manager, right? Red Bull Leipzig, who is currently in... uh fourth? They're third in the Bundesliga, right? Mm. Uh, you want to look at Huddersfield. Huddersfield got rid of... Uh, your man whose name I completely forget David Wagner. David Wagner David Wagner David Wagner's just been announced as the new manager of Schalke
0: is it okay
1: yeah right if you want to that's that's the Premier League strength and yes hope is correct like the Premier League is the absolutely best branding in the world or you consider Rafa Benitez someone who won La Liga with Valencia is managing the 13th best side in in England in Newcastle United that's what you're talking about in terms of what what does this teach us about English football? It teaches us that English football has the best brand, which means they can hire the best employees, which means you can hire the best coaches. That's it. English football in the Premier League has the best coaches in the world. It does not mean it is inherently better or worse than any other league. And I still get mad every time Hope says technically because I don't know how he measures technical ability on, 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 on a league that- scale. He will no, tell no, no, you my I thing is just like basically. I know you have done it. I've done it. We've done this on a we've done this on a previous podcast. Let's keep it moving. La Liga, La Liga, La Liga.
0: Oh, so, okay, so like just how do you guys feel about like the whole British exceptionalism thing?
1: It's really funny. <laughs> people, it's happening. It's really happening. It's people funny, from, it's from happening. like the
0: Conservative Party and the, the Brexit party are just like, hey, we have I'm not even gonna try to do an accent, but like we have four teams, we don't need to be in Europe. Da, 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 da. It's very Hell? funny. It's Do you know how thick and stupid Brazil?
2: he must be to use that as an argument, you stupid idiots, man. <laughs> I agree really with half hope. I agree with half hope. I, I, I knew what would
0: happen and I put out a tweet, but I was too late. There like, was already some guy I don't I, I don't know their names, but he was already like, Who needs Europe? F <laughs> that guy. <laughs> All right, so what's next? I mean, I've, I've run out of topics.
2: Like, I have to say, this, briefly, before we just go to the next point, just to the morons, because this is just <laughs> this is burning on my head. those <laughs> moments I just said about, oh, who needs thingies? So, a Dutchman and a Belgian helped Liverpool get to the final. A Brazilian helped Tottenham get to their final. Um, a Two Frenchmen helped Arsenal get to their final. And a combination of a. Okay, okay, okay. An Englishman scored the, the, the first goal for 1 1, but, in, but during the 1 1 in penalties. A combination of a Belgian, a Brazilian stroke, Italian, and a Spanish person and a Brazilian person that helped um Chelsea get to their finals. So yeah, who needs Europe or the world? Thank you. I just wanted to just say, say that. Thank you. More runs.
1: Let's make let's make some wild predictions. Where what's football gonna look like at the start of next season?
2: Liverpool, Liverpool. Champions League winners and Hazard has to win that Europa League, even if Arsenal are the favourites. So, Yeah, I, Arsenal are the favourites. Um, Interesting. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. Like, Obama Yang, for some strange reason, has decided to now become a goal-scoring freak, which spells bad news for Chelsea, and that's defence, and Chelsea attack. So I just think that Arsenal... First of all, Emery has won this three times before already. When Chelsea beats Arsenal, that was, I think, Arsenal's second game of the season. When they played recently, Arsenal beat Chelsea. So in terms of what have you done for me lately, yeah, Arsenal, we 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 beat that ass lately. So I just think that like I said, I man, that's that's a scary strike partnership. And that's on a separate note, can we go back to two strikers, please? That's what that's that's what I want to know. Let's stop this whole lone striker crap and inside force. I wanna go back to two strikers. Do you guys I'm think the world's like, ready a for a,
0: world. Do you guys think the world's ready for a Spurs Arsenal Super Cup?
1: No, I don't think anyone is.
0: Oh, man. Oh, Carl, I was going to ask you this. Like, so your, your pops is a, is a Spurs fan, right? Yep. So how is he, how does he feel about his team being in the Champions League final? Have you asked him?
1: He's overjoyed. He can't, he's struggling to. So he doesn't, he doesn't, he famously doesn't watch, well, my friends know he doesn't watch any of the big Spurs games live because he doesn't, he's too superstitious. He can't it. Yeah. And he doesn't watch them. So, um, yeah, he didn't watch it. No, he did. He did. He watched, he watched the ice game because he thought it was a foregone conclusion. But I messaged him just after Lucas scored and I said, how are you? And he didn't respond until the day afterwards because <laughs> I, I, I imagine his head was uh, quite gone. Mm. All oh, right, bear, so... in mind, bear in mind, my dad currently lives in Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah.
0: Interesting. Um, all right. This is interesting. Kind of to the championship, though. Uh, Theo and Mosby, how far would Bielsa Ball go initially in the Premier League if Leeds get promoted?
1: I don't know. Ask me when Leeds get promoted, and I'll be able to tell you. <laughs>
0: Do we are we gonna go into like championship playoff coverage?
1: Championship playoff uh, first legs already done. Leeds beat Derby one nil, and Aston Villa beat West Brom two one. Which leads me to believe that's probably what should have happened. Villa Villa are a better side than West Brom right now, and Leeds are a better team than Derby. Obviously, we know Bielsa knows everything about how to beat Derby. Because of Spygate, which I still think is amazing, <laughs> um, so uh, a Leeds Villa Leeds. final is what we're looking at. Final Leeds, Leeds probably should Leeds absolutely threw away automatic promotion. As far as I'm concerned, Bielsa should have been backed in January because they look absolutely knackered now. Um, they they have real problems converting their chances. I think there's something like in sixteenth place for converting chances in the Championship table, which shows one how effective bielsa's football can be uh, and to how exhausting it can be as well um there's a really good anecdote from ben mendy when he was at marseille with bielsa where he says most shooting drills you get in professional football you'll get 10 15 20 balls to 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 shoot from wherever you want where bielsa gives you a shooting drill you get two and he said and you know you do this for three or four months and one day mendy went up to bielsa and went this is really weird. Why do I only get two balls for any shooting drill I do? And basically goes, that way you take care of the ball. You don't hmm. smash it willy-nilly or just go, oh, I might just have a chance there because you know in the entire day you only get two chances to shoot on goal. So you make sure it's a properly good chance, which, which speaks to what, you know, there's a reason why they call him El Loco. I think Leeds, it Leeds much like Wolves when they got promoted or much like Newcastle when they got promoted. There is every suggestion that if they did get promoted, especially if Bielsa stays. And th- and that's not a guarantee. That's the really interesting thing. There's, there's still no guarantee that even if Leeds get promoted, Bielsa will stay because Bielsa is Bielsa and it's impossible to predict him. But if they do, they should be aiming for 15th at the very least. If Pochettino, Pep Guardiola, Sarri and everyone else is going, yeah, Bielsa's one of the greatest managers ever. Obviously, all of those managers I've just mentioned have agreed that Bielsa has his flaws and that you can go past Bielsa. Pochettino especially is very much. Bielsa taught me everything I know, but also I've decided to learn more things since then. Um, but yeah, I think I think if Leeds get promoted, they, they
2: should be comfortably safe. Sorry, that, that sounded like a question. I think they should be comfortably safe. The two Cup Americas that Chile won was based off the foundation that Bielsa built at the 2010 World Cup, I think, um, when we we first saw what Alexis Sanchez could could do, oh, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah I, I want to see what he can do with Leeds, in and I and I think that based on his philosophy and how Leeds play, I think Leeds will actually do pre- okay. I think they I think they should aim for 11th or 12th when when they come in the Premier League, if mm-hmm. if they do go through get through this playoff, harang.
0: All right, from Mason Boris. How impressive is City's title win considering Liverpool threw away the Cups, had minimal injuries, and were extremely fortunate over the course of the season? What? City went strong, and all four comps. lost De Bruyne and Mendy, had no real left back, and still got 98 points.
2: What? Rest Rest is overrated. So that's one of the most overrated things in football. The The notion that, oh, if you play less games and you have more rest, you you'll therefore perform better? Nope. Match fitness is very underrated. And um, Bing Shop is very underrated. Case in point, Ajax were given like a leave to rest based from the Dutch League. Barcelona rested the entire first team before their second leg. Who's playing in the final? It's not Barcelona or Ajax. So the whole thing of Liverpool um having more time to prepare for Premier League games and only competing on all fronts. Kind of work in their favor because they have they are more fresher, but also that lack of sharpness maybe meant that they were a bit sluggish in some of these games against Leicester City and Western. Whereas for City, if you're always playing and you're forced to always be match fit, that means in every game you're always constantly sharp. So sometimes you may be tired and you may feel the the strain, but on the plus side, you without match fitness, you're always on on point and your on your senses are always in tune in every single game. So there's a plus and minus of having rest and having um no rest. So I
1: agree to an extent with hope. Um and this is very much seems to be a Liverpool problem. So yes, Liverpool did have a little slump in, in the gaps when they came back from Cup competitions. But I also say that a lot of that has to do with the fact that Trent Alexander Arnold was injured. If you if you look at the games where Liverpool dropped points, it's because Trent was injured. As we spoke about this throughout the season, M- Liverpool's midfield is workman-like. And it relies desperately upon their fullbacks to overlap and create creativity if the front three doesn't click. And with Trent out, that was no longer the case. Trent mm-hmm. Alexander-Arnold finished the season with 13 assists. That's a record for people making assists from defence. Put that in context. Um, in Dennis Burkamp's highest ever season in making assists, he got 13. In Wayne Rooney's wow. highest ever season getting assists, he got 13. And Trent did that from right back at the age of 20. Um, the, he does also, take all the corners though,
0: right? He does take,
1: he does take all the corners but he also, he, he, there's a reason why he takes all the corners, because he's that good. He's got a wonderful foot. I, I don't want to get into this whole thing about Liverpool bottling the title because <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Look, mate, yes, there, there was a point in time in the, Premier League's, in the Premier League table where Liverpool were seven points ahead of Manchester City. Asterix. Manchester City had a game in hand. They won that game. That gets cut down to Four, and then from then on, it just it, then from then on, it basically became a race of can Liverpool beat City, which they didn't, and then it became one point, and then after that they drew. I mean, that's you can call that bottling if you want. Blah 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 blah. You can talk about the fact that there are only three times in Premier League history where the team that was top at Christmas didn't win the Premier League, and, <laughs> and in all three of those occasions, that team was Liverpool. I can say wow. those things; those things are facts. But you want to talk about. City, oh, City lost Kevin De Bruyne to injury. Liverpool lost Trent Alexander-Arnold. Oh, City had this XYZ. Liverpool didn't have or Say chamberlain all season. Oh, City had this, had this, had this. Liverpool didn't have Oxford chamberlain all season. Trent Alexander-Arnold got injured. Joe Gomez got injured as well. Right? It's, it's hard for me to say Liverpool had it worse than City. And what I want to say is just, this is what it takes to win a Premier League. Right, your best players will get injured. Your wingers will eventually stop being able to cross. There will be a point in time where your top striker will just have a glitch in your shooting. And it's up to the the best managers and the best teams find a way to get past that. And Jurgen Klopp, to his credit, did. And he still didn't win the trophy.
0: Um, What position should Liverpool strengthen for next season from MF being 3 or one
2: All they need is an attacking midfielder, really, and that's it. Which like one every, Everything else is cool. Just that, even if um, the ox has proved useful, they need that. that's attacking midfielder, I think, is what. Yeah, if just under maybe just like backup, a backup quality defender, maybe a backup quality wing back. Basically, anything, everything else is just backup to the first team. As far as marquee a possible starter, I still believe in Abukaita. Ox will he still be sharp after injury? Try and try and look look for that attacking mid- midfielder that can create.
1: There was rumours that Liverpool would be in for uh, Mateus Delict, the IX captain, the nineteen year old. Um, that could be really interesting because that would more or less see Joel Matip shifted out and Joel Gomez more or less becoming backup. Um, but like Hope said, anyone that comes in, I don't think there are many players out there in Europe that could improve this Liverpool side that Liverpool could afford. Um, and I don't think there are many players out there that would be happy being a bench player unless Klopp got in the area and said something. I think the front three really is solid. I think Divico Rigi suddenly becoming one of the most clutch forwards in Europe is a really fun side plot. Um, I didn't expect Rigi to be that clutch. Uh, Daniel Sturridge is most likely going to go, which is a shame, but I think it's best for all parties to be involved. Nabi K is definitely going to come along, I absolutely agree with hope um yeah they could probably use one extra if they depending what happens to james milner i think that liverpool team's stacked one more i'd say one more center back just in case virgil van dyke gets injured but even then i think joe gomez is the truth so mm. Mm. That's you guys that.
0: don't think that liverpool could use like an actual goal scoring
2: center forward
0: mm no,
2: because the, the I think the system works as is. The system works
0: as is. So, if they got someone like, if if they could get like Jovic from Frankfurt, you don't think that would be a good purchase? You think they should just stick with Firmino?
2: Because it's it's just work, because Firmino is very important to how the system works. And it's important because I feel like you could drop works.
0: Firmino into kind of like a quasi 10, kind of sort of 8, and then play a center forward that could get you 20, 25 goals a season.
2: Well, then it, it's just one's work. Like, Firmino because he occupies that striker space space and the number 10 space. If you move him further back, he may not be as effective.
1: Yeah, and I think what Klopp did was basically, I'm going to get Jordan Shakiri in as my plan B, and that plan worked out really well for the start of the season, and Shakiri basically done his groin um, in a really bad way, and the plan B went away. And then even then, he managed to fix that by pushing Jordan Henderson into the number eight box-to-box role, because Fabinho managed to get to the state where he could run 12 kilometers per game. And even then, Fabinho's now like match fit and able to do that. The really interesting thing, and the one I really want to talk about, and I think the one that no one's... I don't think any podcast or or publication's really talking about, is what is the Nations League, AFCON, and Cop America going to do? Because low-key, Virgil van Dijk was really good this season because the Netherlands didn't go to the World Cup, Right? Virgil van Dijk played a lot of football and played a lot of football very, very well. There's that stat about how no one dribbled past him in the Premier League, um, which is one, amazing because Virgil van Dijk is great, but also because anytime someone came close to, he just fouled them. Um, Virgil van Dijk is able to do that because he didn't spend all summer running around the place, right? right? There's a reason why Spurs absolutely collapsed in February, and that's because loads of their players made it to the deep stage of the World Cup. Similar thing with, with with like Chelsea to an extent and to and to City and whatnot, whereas Van Dijk was like, No, I'm cool. I've I've been I've been wrestled all summer. You think about Liverpool right now, Trent Alexander Arnold has got Nations League. Oxwell pro- might go to Nations League. Gomez could possibly go. Henderson's gonna be there. Um so that's that. You've got the Cop America, which is gonna take Firmino, and it's gonna take Fabinho, and it's gonna take Allison. Afcon is gonna take Mo Salah and Saudi Amane. Right, there are a lot of players. Giorgio one, is going to be in the Nations League as well. Right, there's a lot of players who are going to get maybe three weeks of holiday this summer before they have to go back to play football. The gap, so the gap between a Champions League final and the Nations League is seven days. Ronaldo, Trent, Virgil van Dijk, and Jordan Henderson have seven days gap between the Champions League final and when they have to be in Portugal to play the Nations League. Anything Liverpool want to do right now needs to be backup because those players are gonna come back in August going, I'm really tired. I've got to run another twelve kilometers.
0: Yeah, but well, well, like if every big team is gonna have some sort of complication this summer. I so, don't it's, think it's, so it's I don't think, it's I don't it's don't not think just it's gonna anything. be Liverpool. It's you know. not just
1: going to be Liverpool City. Obviously, City are going to have problems with with, with Copper America because
0: right, but
1: they're not going to have AFCON problems because, as Yaya Torres told us, Pepsi. <laughs> 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 uh, did Uncle you guys Yaya see? Yaya, uh,
0: Canada,
1: just bro. just
0: just just kind of quickly on, on Uncle Yaya, did you guys see because he was like a sport sky sports commentator or whatever? So, like, after the game ended in Brighton, like, all the city players went to Yaya and just like jumping on him and. Slapping him in the head and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I read really that. Also said I wanted Yaya to rush Pep Guardiola, <laughs> slap his bald head, and rip off that cardigan. But anyway, let's do this. Let's keep. Yeah. going.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll I will give this one a double H. <laughs> uh, from Savio the Great. We got three questions left. By the way, did Mourinho take too much disrespect? No. He never. This is for half hope, Carl.
2: Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> he... He never charged the team up like Ali this season and got the same results. I'm not quite sure what that last sentence means, but the first sentence: Did Mourinho take too much disrespect?
2: Um, I think it's proven that this this is this team is terrible and and, and horrible. <laughs> the fact that he was able to get second and he was also able to win a Europa League with these with with these breaks, I think, is an amazing achievement. And it's been proven by just how bad they are with with what he did. So yeah, I think people need to apologize to him.
1: If I find Mourinho, I'm going to rush him. Don't. I mean, I shouldn't because obviously I don't want the criminal charges and uh, one of his boys will beat me up. But at the same time, no. Fuck that guy.
2: He's getting in
0: trouble for saying things that Manchester United fans are now coming to realize. So, So maybe you could have the argument that if you see something, that doesn't necessarily mean you should say it. But he wasn't wrong in that the players weren't good enough or they weren't playing as hard as he thought they should have. Because but, even when because even now when oh, they have a manager they like oh, or they liked, the, the same problems are appearing.
1: We've done this before. If if the squad isn't good enough, surely you have to point to the guy who's in charge for five transfer windows. If they're not trying hard enough, surely you have to point to the guy who's in charge for five transfer windows. Like, this is my thing. And the reason Solskjaer dropped off is because they were absolutely knackered from that warm winter training. Because Solskjaer's gone, Wait, none of you can run, and this is what like this is the next big thing for United. They need to learn how to press, and the reason they have to learn how to press is because they spent three seasons on Mourinho. Going whatever, you can get fit while playing football, which you can't do that anymore. This, these are the things that mark Chelsea out from like the difference between Chelsea first stage Mourinho was they were the fittest side in the Premier League, and then by the second time he was there, but by, by Mourinho's third season they were massively unfit. William was fat. And I use that with no hyperbole. William was overweight by the third season of Chelsea because Mourinho just doesn't give a crap about player conditioning anymore. Where we now know player conditioning is really, 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 really important to no matter whatever you want to do in football. There's a little caveat no, to no, that. No, no, This is the thing. Like Mourinho's, This is how Mourinho gets you. This is how Mourinho gets Real Madrid fans to hate Casillas, how he gets Chelsea fans to call uh, Diego Costa and Hazard rats and whatever is because even when he's chatting nonsense he's doing it from a seed of truth and i'm be- and trust me i've watched this manager long enough he's not doing it for your own benefit he's doing it to save himself
0: but the, of course like of course there's like uh... stop
1: being beguiled by the playstation and realize he's a shit dad
0: <laughs> but the, but,
1: but the no, point is no, like stop, but the, but the, stop he's
0: right no he's not he's, he's right speaking. even when he's right he's wrong that makes no sense. <laughs> Keep it moving. All right, last question. We can we can skip that last one. Um, from Gowan69, of the notable Chelsea loans, which should be sold, kept, and loaned again? So he doesn't give us a list, but I will – well, maybe you guys should ask me, to be fair. But I will give you a list of, like, the five main loans, I think, and uh, we'll we'll do it that way. So Car at Everton, what do you think Chelsea should do with it?
2: Bring him back for sure, 1000. percent
0: Bakayoko, what do you think Chelsea should do with him?
2: Sell him, yeah. So,
0: Pulisic is obviously going to come back. Um, you guys know anything about Reese James?
2: No, 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 not no, enough. You keep him, you keep him,
0: yeah. That should be a keep. Selfishly, uh, Mitty what do you think you Chelsea should do? He's
2: not keep him, him. <laughs> keep him. Um, Giro and and Higain, are you kidding me? Unless you get a striker, bring That's- him back.
1: Looks like you are, but I think yeah you should you should sell him. I don't think Pashuai, as funny as he is I don't and as as seemingly as good as a uh, dressing room influences I don't think he's good enough for it, so you should be he should be sold
0: do you, do do you guys know in his in his loan spells at Dortmund and Palace he's played twenty seven games and has fifteen goals sell him if Chelsea were going to sell him, they should have sold him after Dortmund because his stock was super high all right lastly, do you guys know about Ola Aina in uh, Torino? Oh, he's great. Isn't yeah, he? he's he's really good. So he's I think he deal. should come in as well. Do you guys know? Like, you guys have any other Chelsea Loney guys in your man, in your mind? There's like fifty of them. Mason Mount, Mason Mount, hope You got anybody you like? Tammy <laughs> Abraham, Tammy Abraham. That's another one. There's so many,
1: and also I suppose we should mention our plans for the summer. Oh yeah, Copa America, Nations Cup, Women's World Cup. So normally, what we do for those who haven't listened to us during the summer. So last year we had the World Cup summer where we had a, a very ambitious World Cup 32 project, which Daniel still deserves all of the accolades. Mm. It's one of the thank most you, thank you, thank you. One of the most in-depth things I've ever seen from anyone, really. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and you consider how we turned that round and, and on what budget. I think all of the accolades. Um, whereas with that, without that, we'll probably take a different format this summer where we'll have a rotating series of guests come in, talk about a number of their football teams and their footballing interests. So a little bit like World Cup 32 and a little bit like what we do when there is no footballing tournament. Um, I, unfortunately, won't be on as much as I would like to. I might pop in every sixth episode because I have to do a lot of writing by the start of next football season. So this is a... uh, I'm not going to say goodbye, but I'm going to say this is a semicolon on our time together and i might come back soon maybe later but i I will turn up again eventually and it's been a pleasure listeners it's been a pleasure daniel have hope it's been an interesting series of duels with you this season um and the rest i hope you enjoy yourself this summer i recommend everyone watch at least one game of women's football this summer everyone watch one game of cup america everyone watch one game in the nations league everyone try and watch the playoff final Everyone watch one game of Afcon. Everyone watch the Afcon final on top of that as well because we think Afcon's amazing. And that I think that might be it. Do you want to do like end of season awards? We can do that after the Champions League final.
0: We can okay. just get rid of all the awards. But I did forget. I almost forgot. We do have a talking tactics fantasy Premier League thing. Ooh. So let me just go through the top ten. I'll, I'll give you guys the top ten. We'll start at ten. Eddie Bagshaw. Number 10. Franklin H. Number 9. Josh Heap. Number 8. Walt Fowler. Number 7. Patrick Hewland. If I pronounce anybody's names, apology. Number 6. Andy Cook. With an E. 5. Tony Corona. Number 4. Matthew Reeve. At number 3. Number 2. Ben Marshall. And the winner of this year's Talking Tactics Invitational is Brian N. Bent Arrow 11. With 2,448 points. Damn. Well done, bro. Which is a lot. Uh, now, where did I finish? <laughs> out of 130 teams, I was 99th. Oh, buddy. Let me find you. And Carl, I'll Carl, finish. you got 2,000 at least. Carl was 63rd. Decent. So, yeah, shout out to Brian for, for winning this year's uh Talking Tactics Fantasy Premier League thing. We will do it again next year. I'm getting kind of better because I feel like last year I was,
1: like, way more at the bottom. So... I finished it's, it's, with it's, the highest ever points total I've ever got in fantasy football in, in, in this is my full season of fantasy football and this is my highest ever points total. This is also the lowest I've ever been ranked. So um,
2: it's, it's it's like a it's a slog. A slog Everyone is the is word,
0: like you have to remember every week to fix your team. And that's a problem. It it, it require it actually requires a bit of thinking and work. So yeah, so shout out to Brian. I just I I felt we should have probably did that now. So yeah, uh, remember you can follow us at Talking Tactics on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud. If you're on Spotify, remember to follow. Um, If you're on an Apple device, subscribe. It's free. Patreon's backers, you'll get your 30 to 40 minutes of Talking Tactics extra uh, whenever you feel like looking it up, basically. Carl, where can can people find you?
2: Anchorman616. Double
0: H, where can people get you?
2: Um, Head to the website, halfoffofballhot.com. You can see my socials on there.
0: Talking Tactics podcast. Sometimes funny.
2: Sometimes serious. Always for the ball.
0: We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.